going to do our sermon text just a little bit differently again this morning. It's a very familiar sermon text for you to hear this morning. But as it is read, I want you to look at the visuals on the screen so that you may hear these words and see them differently. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of God to the people of God. Again, I'd like to say how much I appreciate the team coming together so that worship could take place last week. It's great to be back with you this morning. I want to thank everybody who did take a part in making worship come together. They worked as a team and as a family to make it all happened. It was also a reminder that we're, that this virus is still present among us and, and that we do have to be careful and, and mindful to protect ourselves as best we can. But even with all the precautions, it may still catch us. It's, it's like a virus, like we, we're just going to have to live with. But I'm standing here today has proof that the vaccines work because my symptoms were fairly mild and, and we've come a long way since that onset of the, the pandemic. So I appreciate your prayers for healing and and I want to encourage all of you to, to be diligent in caring for yourselves. Thanks for choosing to worship with us today. Whether you're in person or online, we're, we're, we are all a family here at Good Shepherd. If it's your first time with us, welcome to the family. Your family wants you've been here. So let's take a moment this morning to, to wave to each other in the house. And those of you who are with us online, just to be able to make that family connection. If you're online, please comment with us in the in the uh, live feed so that we can hear from you. And, and if you're here in the house, just shout it out. I'm, I'm uh, always, uh, you know, I used to teach school, so it's, it's okay to um, shout back at me. And if you, you need to throw anything, I'll probably dodge it. So um, just come on and, and make yourselves known. Uh, for those of you who may be with us for the first time, I'm Pastor Regina, and I thank you for uh, being with us, and I look forward to our time together this morning. What a classic sermon text that we just heard. When I read the, read the 23rd Psalm, I hear that beautiful language of the King James Version that many of us grew up hearing. And sometimes it's difficult to read it in a different way, from a different version. And, and sometimes if, if I'm reading it straight from the Bible and it's a different text, you may get some kind of hybrid version of that psalm just because that psalm is so, so ingrained in the way we've heard it for many years. 
Sometimes when we read a familiar psalm or verses like this, we take for granted that, that they're message for us to hear. And, and our mind races past that meter in prose so that we can get to the end. But I hope having some visuals for you this morning enabled you to, to help you concentrate on, on that standard Bible passage that we, that we often hear only at funerals or at gravesides or we re- somebody might reference it as a favorite passage. We often have these old standards in our, in our faith catalog that, that we pull from time to time. These standards give us comfort along our journey. It may be a favorite scripture. It may be a familiar hymn. Maybe it's the standards of your faith or journeys or, or, or creeds or maybe it's even a contemporary song that you keep on your playlist. The 23rd Psalm was my dad's go-to scripture as, as he read to me for, before tucking me in bed at night. And this song, t- psalm take, paints a beautiful picture of that standard of care that we receive from our Good Shepherd. It provides a great example of how we should care for others as we, that we encounter in our life. This psalm serves as a template for God's care and God, for God's people. If asked to, to list the standard verses or practices in our faith journey, we might list things like the 23rd Psalm. We might list the Lord's Prayer that we dissected a few weeks ago. Maybe it would be the, uh, a hymn like Amazing Grace or, or the Scripture John 3.16, the Apostles' Creed or the Doxology, for those of you who may be more of a, a traditional kind of, 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 of worship journey. But it's those things that we build our foundation of faith on. It may be mission or service or prayer and study. These are all practices that might appear on our list. But whatever standards that make up your faith journey, you're probably going to find those same standards on the faith journey of others. When we hear the 23rd Psalm, if we really listen carefully, we can visualize the serene scene of a shepherd caring for his sheep, keeping them safe from enemies and providing for their every need. Now, sheep are not very bright animals. They're, they're very skittish around strangers, and, but sheep know their shepherd and they know their shepherd's voice. A good shepherd provides opportunities for food and rest and, and restoration and renewal. Sheep hear and follow the voice of their shepherd. Now, King David, who was attributed to writing this psalm, as a shepherd would know just what is needed for a content flock of sheep. This revered psalm reminds us that God is with us when we are troubled. It comforts us in the face of death and with God's companionship. We hear God's faithfulness in times of doubt and trouble. This standard of our faith speaks to us throughout our life journey and applies to many scenarios in life. Think about times in your own life when hearing this psalm and visualizing the serene surrounding brought comfort to you and peace to an otherwise chaotic situation. In this psalm we find trust in God's care and that this care is sufficient for our every need. The first line of the psalm says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This phrase doesn't mean that all of our desires will be met, but that we will not be in want for the necessities that we need for life. Things like shelter and food and clothes and companionship. D.L. Moody once said, Trust in yourself and you are doomed to disappointment. Trust in your friends and they will die and leave you. 
Trust in reputation, and some slanderous tongue may blast it. But trust in God, and you are never to be confounded in time and eternity. God is faithful and trustworthy. What we need, God will provide. When we think we didn't get what we want, we must trust that God's infinite faithfulness, that we got exactly what we need. God's faithfulness and providence is greater than we deserve and larger than we can ever imagine. We recognize God's presence along life's journey as we read Psalm 23. We find rest, guidance, and protection. Rest is something that seems foreign to us in our 21st century rat race, isn't it? We we are driven by 24-hour news cycles, electronic calendars, and devices that have our attention 24-7. Seemingly, we don't, can't, or won't slow down until something unfortunate happens that forces us to slow down. This past week has reminded me that it happens and, and, and it forces us to slow down and that restoration is necessary and part of being effective. I'm reminded of an old Andy Griffith show. For, for those of you who are under 40, who aren't into old TV sitcoms, the Andy Griffith show was a, an early 60s sitcom that spun life lessons. In, in one particular episode, a, a, a busy uptown businessman from Raleigh found himself stranded with a broken down car on a Sunday afternoon in the town of Mayberry. Anybody remember that one? Back then, life shut down on Sunday. And car repair was not on the list of priorities for the citizens of Mayberry. Even the party line was tied up with two sisters who were discussing their aching feet. Now, nothing could force Mr. Tucker to relax enough to be patient as the wheels of a small town enterprise just turned into a lazy, typical Sunday afternoon. Does anyone miss those Sunday afternoons? I do. We're often like Mr. Tucker, though. We're wound too tight to be productive. We find ourselves spinning out of control because we don't take time to experience the finer things of life, like family, good conversation among friends, and rest. We often miss the point of relaxation because we're too carried away thinking about the next thing that's on our to-do list or, or how much time that we have to rest so that we can get on to something else. We sometimes even set an alarm. I'm guilty of that, setting an alarm to, to know when the rest time is over. The next phrase that we hear in this psalm is, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. This reminds us that our Creator knows us better than we know ourselves. God looks out for our best interests only by our our recognition that we have a shepherd who knows that, that we need rest in order to be our best selves will we find a true sense of reliance on something greater than ourselves. It is in God's protection from ourselves. It's God's guidance through the maze of our responsibility and our willingness to claim God's shepherding care that our souls will be restored and we will discover who we are truly created to be. Psalm 23 presents God as a, as a gracious host, even in the presence of those we might consider to be our enemies. God's presence provides a, a sense of blessing that replaces the fear of unknown. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup 
overflows. Can you think back to a family gathering when the the buffet table was overflowing and all the family's favorite dishes were on display? Can you smell it? Maybe it was a holiday or, or some other special occasion. In my extended family, it could be a Sunday afternoon dinner or or a visiting relative. There's always lots of food. As plentiful as these provisions are on these tables, God's provisions are even more abundant. We can never out-receive God's gifts. Isn't that a wonderful thought? We can never out-receive God's gifts. There is always more than we can ever imagine. Now, it's easy for us to read this psalm and connect it to shepherds who care for sheep. The greater question for us today, though, is how can we care for the be the good shepherd to others that God is to us? How do we offer green pastures to those who need rest? Where do we provide for those who may be facing food insecurity? What are some tangible ways we become modern-day shepherds? How do we look for, recognize, and become shepherd, the shepherding hands and feet of Christ in today's world? Now, the children's book that we just read, illustrated by Tim Ladwig, that was the background of the scripture this morning, exemplified that in family life and in everyday ways, we are shepherded by those we love, and those who love us. When we provide food and shelter for our family members, we extend love. When we take time out of our day to enjoy the beauty of God's creation, we recognize that we are part of a smaller, or just a small part of a grander design. When we recognize our faith being played out in simple things like friendship, play, and in our own faith community, we know the ever-present eye of a loving Savior is watching over us. When we receive and give love to individuals around us, when we're guided by folks of all ages who teach us valuable lessons, we learn the ways of righteousness. When we are faced with doubt, danger, and things beyond our control, the sense of God's presence enables us to understand God's faithful and unfailing love. As we are welcomed home to a table with plentiful food, experience a warm place to get refreshed and find peaceful rest. We comprehend the lo- the, that God's love in God's house is more than just a church building. It is by this recognition of God's shepherding ways, through God's word and because of God's spirit dwelling in us, we can shepherd others into, with our Christ-like actions. When we do these for the least of these, the lost among us, and even to those whom we are the closest. We become shepherds in this world. Now in the psalm we read of a table prepared for us by God, abundant and overflowing with everything that we need. Last week there was another table, a table of grace prepared for Christ himself, a table that recognizes the sinner, the saint, and everyone in between, a table where we find grace and mercy and blessing. A table where we're invited and everyone is welcome. This table was provided as a remembrance of what Christ did for all of us and calls us into a life of service. This table represented an act of love that we can never repay. Participation in the celebration of Holy Communion is a means of God's grace in and of itself. 
We don't have to wait for a celebration to experience God's grace. We can commune with God anytime and in any place. Grace is available to us every day and everywhere that we acknowledge God's shepherding love and care. So may we look for ways to share God's love and care with those that we encounter along life's journey. I want us to think this week as our, as our uh, praise band comes back, I want us to think of, of ways this week that we can not only receive God's shepherding care, but that we can share God's shepherding ways with those among us.
Thank you. 